from the, the uh, shows with a Mysteries of Life episode. We're going to go over some of the greatest unsolved mysteries of the ancient world. So, let's roll. Good morning, everybody. I am Rob. This is the Mysteries of Life, the series that covers everything from paranormal and cryptids to just straight out mysteries of life. Now, sort of class-ish like, however, we will have another nutrition class later today. So we're going to just start the morning and have some fun. ReadersDigest.com has written down 10 mysteries that researchers still can't explain. And we're going to go over a few of them to see exactly what's going on here. Now, an ancient mystery is one of two things. Either something that we know what happened, but we're not sure why. Or we have something, we don't know what happened, nor do we have any reason to understand why it happened as well. And these fall into that latter one. Because while a lot of the stuff might have some visual obvious reasoning, the overall Sorry, my cat just dropped a book. Um, just that fell right now. I don't know. <laughs> Overall, they, we don't have a reasoning behind why it's there. So the first thing here, and I'm actually going to be watching an episode on this on History Channel soon, the Antikythera mechanism. Now, this is a 2,000-year-old mechanism that's been that was found in an ancient Greek shipwreck, and it was dubbed the first computer using what they know, what they noticed as a wind-up dial system to track celestial time of the sun, the moon, planets, and things like calendar days, phases, and all of that. It's more sophisticated than a tool would be for that time period. And this first one jumps to the idea of, was it given by an outside extraterrestrial source? While we know what it does, or what we think it does, there's no reason why it's there. And we're not sure how it was, sorry, my cat's going weird, or why it, or how it was actually created. Now, it's not to say that the Greeks or the Romans or Egyptians or any of them weren't good at building, but a lot of their cultures in that area, whether it was Europe, the Middle East, or even Asia as well, there's a lot of reasoning as to why somebody of the time period would need that when there really is no point. It would be like, <clears throat> excuse me, somebody for, you know, looking back at our 2020s and seeing, I don't know, a abacus or somebody carving out numbers in a stone knowing farewell that we had phones and computers and stuff like that. There's no obvious connection between the two. Is it? It's now. Now we know this thing is real. It's been shown. It's been found. Scientists seem to have the idea that it calculates time and calendar dates. But again, the mystery here is why and how. Um, I'm going to say that probably the how might be a little easier to to solve, being that you did have a lot of people who were of blacksmith, of metalwork, of stonework. So it's possible that this thing could be carved by somebody at a long time. But 
Why, when we know that cultures like them had other forms of dates, times, and planets, why have this when you really didn't need to have it? So, you know. Now this next one I love and I read about this as much as I can. The Voynich Manuscript. So it's called that because of the man who originally found, I think Edward Voynich, I believe was his name, who tried to sell it off as one of the rarest books in the world, which led everybody down a rabbit hole as to what the heck this thing was. Written in Central Europe about 600 years ago, scholars still don't know what these things say. We don't know what the language is. We don't know what it's signifying. All we have are strange words and letters with pictures. Some pictures show strange plant life. Some, some show people as, as of anatomical purpose. Some show strange creatures. Some pages show what looks like astrological signs or planets. So the things that were written are not necessarily that odd, though the actual versions of them look like something out of a sci-fi movie. Um, Artificial Intelligence recently, and I actually watched this on the same episode that I'm watching that one on, says that words were possibly written in Hebrew, but only 80% of the words were able to be matched, and even then, the sentences were not coherent. It was just a bunch of words put together. Um, the carbon dating shows that it can be dated back to the 1400s, and again, the, the pictures show what you would think somebody from that time frame would be uh, drawing. Some people think it was an old Da Vinci. However, it's kind of an insult to the man because we know what his visually drawings were. But it's not to say that somebody who even does the great best work wouldn't have some doodles and some random stuff in his separate novel as well. However, no connection of that has fully been done except for one or two things where there's some dates of his birth and all that stuff in there. So again, it could easily be that. Lastly, it takes back to the not of this earth where this was dropped here by a traveler from another planet. And it might be their idea of what they think they're looking at. And again, somebody who's not from here would easily draw pictures that look like what's in here. So again, People are still studying it. They're still using AI to try to decipher it. What do you think? Maybe we will figure it out at some point. Um, all right, another one here that I love a lot, the Nazca Lines. Now, between 1 and 700 AD, the Nazca people of Peru carved 12 to 15 inches out of rust-colored rock, revealing the underneath lighter-colored stone. The result ended up being gigantic pictures only seen from the sky of large humans, large animals, plants, geometric shapes, really, really beautiful, neat work, but again, no purpose known. Now, a lot of people wonder that if it was only be able to see from the sky, were these shapes done by the cultures for their gods or visitors of the culture? Could make a lot of sense. There's a lot of supernatural um, instances behind this stuff. And a lot of native or native uh, peoples of South America, like the Maya, like the Aztec and others, uh, write down in their stories that they were visited by their gods or by other people who taught them these things. So again, it's something that we know 
how it's done, because again, you can carve into rock. I, I don't know anybody who's going to be able to carve this kind of stuff, because it's probably going to take a long time and a lot of precision artwork. But why there? Why not just carve as many other cave paintings and mountain paintings are on the sides of mountains or on the inside of caves where others could see it? Could it be because it wasn't meant for other people, but for other travelers? What do you guys think? It's pretty, pretty interesting. Cool. Now, another one here called the Paracas Candelabra is literally just that, a giant carved candlestick holder with candles and flames carved in. Also found near Peru, same place where the Nazca lines are, this 600-foot-long artifact was created around 200 BC, but we're not sure. It looks like a candelabra. It looks like candlesticks and flames. Picture the guy from Beauty and the Beast, you know, uh, that guy. Some say it was a tribute to an Incan god of creation uh, known as Viracocha. Others believed it was a hallucinogenic Jimson Jimson weed that would draw in those who were taking it. Again, a lot of um, ancient cultures ate and drank a lot of plants that would give them the visions as well. But again, it's really cool. It's amazing artwork, but there's really no purpose other than just that art. Um, lastly, we're going to do the Thonis Heracleon. Probably messed that up. And we're going to take us back to Egypt. Now, around 2,700 uh, years ago, the port city of the same name served as the gateway to the Mediterranean, but the urban center was lost in time for thousands of years. It wasn't until actually recently in the 2000s that a group of diver divers stumbled across ancient artifacts. They found out there was an entire city buried underneath the Egyptian coast, complete with bridges, 16-foot st uh, statues, animal sarcophagi, and so many other interesting things. Archaeologists can't be sure how an entire city ended up under the sea, but they believe toward the end of the first century, a tsunami, an earthquake, and rising sea levels caused the sinking of the city to go under the water and fully sink in 800 AD. Now that's not that odd because recently with uh, proof that Atlantis was actually Santorini that sank, we know that large cities, entire populations can disappear due to natural uh, phenomenon in the water. Underwater earthquakes mixed with tsunamis, that is a terrible, terrible thing. Tsunamis are bad by themselves, but underwater earthquakes and the shaking, those things are stronger than even some of the worst earthquakes we get on land. So the fact that these divers found full-on statues, full-on pieces of homes, full-on sarcophagi, all that cool stuff. It's obvious that it's there, but again, why so many things? Why in that area? And why did that one area seem to just disappear for no apparent reason? So I'm going to leave those things with you to think about. Which ones are your favorite? If you want to read the rest, check out the link. It is awesome. Thank you for joining us on Mysteries of Life. We do want to talk more about the strange of the world, so if you are into that, or you want to learn more and watch the other shows, check us out at YouTube and Twitch official Rob Gloucester. Hit that subscribe button. The more you do, the more we can uh, supply back to you. As always, thanks for watching and stay curious. Class will be back in session around 12.15 today. We will see you there. Bye, guys.